Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My mother-in-law, she doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to anyone. But you should listen to Wrecking Celtic. Part of the Daily Wrecking Podcast Network. Subscribe to iTunes and Audio Boom. Alright! Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Fraser Olsen and today I'm pleased to say we're joined by Record Sports' Craig Swan out in Munich for the massive Champions League clash between Celtic and Bayern Munich tomorrow night. The countdown to the blockbuster in Bavaria is well and truly on and in today's show we preview the massive crunch match in Alliance Arena and ask what are Celtic's best hopes of getting the result? How should Brendan Rodgers shape up against the might of Munich? And does this result really matter in the grand scheme of things? So, Craig, are you with us out there? Yeah, all good, Trevor. How are you? Ah, very good, mate. Very good. You've landed safe and well, then. Yeah, yeah. First things first. How is the Munich Munich nightlife, or have you even had a chance to taste it? No, unfortunately, I spent all night uh, trying to locate my luggage, which didn't make it, so... Uh, oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, out and about for a little bit last night, so plenty of Celtic fans had already arrived, so more are arriving just now, more tonight, more tomorrow, so... Off the flood. Uh, won't go short of backing tomorrow night, that's for sure. What about your colleague Michael Gannon? Have you located him? Has he accounted for? Yeah, he's, uh, he's currently in deep discussion with Jupp Hankis at the moment, uh, up at Bayern Munich's training ground, so... Um, we hear what they've got to say and read all about it in the paper tomorrow. Good stuff. Well, I think we're expecting 75,000 for this one tomorrow night. Um, is there a buzz among the Munich locals, would you say? Have you felt there's a, a buzz amongst the locals for this match? There seems to be a, a lot better. For, for what we can gather, the vibe is certainly... They've got a bit of a swagger back. I mean, Bayern Munich have always been a club that's fairly high on confidence and the fans are always fairly high on confidence which is understandable given their achievements but the start of the season wasn't exactly what they had hoped for there was some disgruntled noises around the, coming from within the camp even uh, and the management of Carlo Ancelotti I think the defeat in the last game against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League in match day two sort of brought things to a head um, he lost his job they've, they've brought Joe Pankis back and it seems to be that the feel-good factor has returned. Uh, maybe if Celtic had been here three weeks ago, uh, they might not have found Bayern in such confident mood, but they seem to have their tails up again, so that wouldn't spell great news. Yeah, I was going to say, match day two might have been the better time for Celtic to play this one, but um, but it, it does fall now. And um, How are Celtic shaping up, do you think? Um, do you expect to see the injured trio of Scott Brown, Stuart Armstrong and Jozo Simunovic all back tomorrow night? Certainly all the indications we've been given are that, that, that all three are ready to go. Um, Celtic are a, after the game with Dundee at the weekend, there was um, 
a lot of the substitutes and injured players or, or guys that are coming back and take part in a little session. You sometimes see it after games when the stadium empties. And then there was a, a short-sighted training game which was played, which involved a lot of a lot of the players, guys like James Forrest who hadn't played against him. He, um, Armstrong, Brown, and Simunovic were all part of that. All looked fairly fit and sharp. Um, so I would expect them all to come back in the starting lineup as long as there's been no setbacks. Today and tonight in the training session, I think they'll be good to go. Good stuff. Uh, more or less at the strongest then, Celtic. Um, do you expect Brendan Rodgers to, to go by his favoured 4 2 3 1 again, or could we see him attempting to park the bus out there? No, I wouldn't think so. I, 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 I don't think that's. That, Brendan Rodgers just doesn't shape up like that. He just doesn't do it. Um, I think you can expect to see the usual formation. What Brendan Rodgers won't do. Uh, as Gordon Strachan did um, for Scotland and Slovenia is leave his team light away from home in midfield um, there'll be plenty of legs in there I would expect to see Brown Armstrong and probably Olivier and Cham I, I, I wouldn't expect that's not a normal number 10 I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see Tom Rogic or, or Callum McGregor playing I would expect to see the, the three strongest runners in the middle of the park so Brown Armstrong and Cham I think Celtic will go along familiar lines yeah and Cham Seems to have split opinion in recent weeks with the fans again. He was a he scored the winner on Saturday with a fantastic swerving effort for distance, but a lot of his play otherwise didn't really seem to, to catch fire with the Celtic fans. Um, do, do you think we're still waiting to see the best of this guy? Well, he's only a young lad. People forget. I mean, he's only what Fair enough. So you do see him as a Champions League player and part of Celtic's strongest midfield. Then I think so. I think that's one of the reasons why he was pinpointed um, to uh, to be signed. And he started both the games so far against Paris Saint Germain and Anderlecht. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't start tomorrow. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Looking at the other opposite ends of the park, then starting up front, do you envisage any surprise with who's going to lead the line, or do you think it'll be Lee Griffiths again? I don't think Mr. Dembele's up to speed yet, having come back from his injury. Griffiths has been in good form, even when he's not scoring, he's playing well. He had a quiet game against Dundee and Saturday, but I think that was after the exertions of the, inter- uh, the international break, the two games he played for Scotland. So, Scottish and Clare is, is, is a signing that, that Brendan Rodgers made right at the very start. Can't expect him not to play. And he signed Patrick Roberts to play in Champions League games, so I suspect that um, Roberts and Clare and Griffiths will be the front three. Yeah, it's really quite straightforward when you put it that way, isn't it? I, th- I think you could go out there and manage Celtic tomorrow, Swanee. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's not go there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in goals, Brendan then. Got, I think Brendan Rodgers has got everyone available, the team more or less picks itself. Yeah. For these championships. And does that include Craig Gordon? It doesn't, he hasn't really done anything to deserve being dropped, but then... Big Doris de Vries came in for his first start of the season at the weekend and did extremely well, to be fair, didn't he? Three, two excellent saves and another solid stop near the end to, to secure the three points against Dundee. He did, given the fact that he's been 
ikke, de har den prøvet for um, på 40 måneder. Han er først en beforhånd. Jeg vil sige, 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 jeg From that, I'm not sure a lot of Celtic supporters believe that they had a proper backup, a proper competition for Craig Gordon. Yeah. Um, how do you expect them to line up tomorrow? They'll be, they'll be, they'll be positive. Um, but I mean, they always are. Um, anywhere they play, um, but especially at home against, you know, without being unfair to Celtic, they're, they're one of the lower, you know, one of the lower pot teams in the in the group. So, Bayern will be very positive. They have threats everywhere. I mean, there was some, I have to say, ridiculous talk um, <laughs> in the wake of Celtic's winning Anderlecht about how Bayern were there for the taking and such like I don't see that I mean Frank Frank Ribery and Manuel Neuer may be missing but Robin Lewandowski Jerome Boateng James Rodriguez I mean the names just trip off the tongue and they have a a star-studded team for a quality so that's a very 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 tough task for Celtic we all know the size of the task out there from a Celtic mentality, there's absolutely no point in getting to this stage and not striving for that famous result. I think we all agree. Um, don't you think there's maybe just something in this Celtic team that's, that's got it in them if Bayern aren't full throttle tomorrow night to maybe just go and get even a draw? A one in ten chance, perhaps, or do you give them no chance at all? I would never say no one's got a chance. I mean, Celtic have enough talent in their team. I think you would have to be... You have to hold your hands up and confess that if Bayern Munich play to 100%, they win. Yeah. The only way Celtic are going to get anything is if Bayern don't play to their best. I think the most important thing that, that Brendan Rodgers will be looking for is... Celtic went to the new camp last year for a first game. It was understandable. It was a first game back in the Champions League. Group stages. And it stood off Barcelona. And, and the manager wasn't happy about it. He, he, he made his point understood that Barcelona were full of talent. He made his point that, you know, you have to get closer, you have to get tight, you have to at least make these guys play rather than just letting them play. Um, the message got through. Celtic were ten times better in the next game against Manchester City. They played well for the remainder of the group. Yet match day one this season, the same thing happened again. First half against Paris Saint-Germain, it was almost like Celtic showed Paris Saint-Germain too much respect. And the manager wasn't slow in making a point afterwards. I think the exact phrase he used was, we played like school kids. Schoolboys, yeah. Um, Schoolboys. Um, I think the one thing the Rodgers will look for in the game is for Celtic to be at it right from the start. If, he, if, if they step off Bayern Munich and allow Bayern Munich to play, Bayern Munich will take them apart. There's no point in trying to dress it up any other way. Celtic need to be at it and at it from the start. And... I'm pretty sure about what happened in that PSG game. They certainly redressed the balance against Anderlecht. And they were, they were at it right from the outset. And I would expect that the manager will make sure that they're, they're at it again when the game starts in, in Munich. And they'll have to be. 
Absolutely. I mean, Bayern Munich in the Lions Arena is possibly an even more daunting task than facing PSG's millionaires at home, I would suggest. Um, is that something to go along with? Is this perhaps the, the tough, as tough as it gets? That's as tough as it gets. Bayern Munich's pedigree in Champions League football is absolutely outstanding. And I believe, I may have got this wrong, did they take 10 goals off Arsenal on a two leg last season? Aye, yeah. I mean, they're a frightening proposition at their best. There's no way you can dress it up or pretend any way otherwise. I mean, it's a massive, massive task and a massive ask. But these are the games itself that work to win the league. To play and this is what this is where we want to be. Exactly. And exactly. In order for the club to progress, you want to play as, they want to play as many games as possible in these kind of stages and these kind of arenas. And it's just a step by step process. You saw from the the last game in Anderlecht, the Celtic are making progress. Maybe last season or before when they were in the Champions League, that confidence and that ability to go and take it. So it wasn't just the victory in Brussels. It was the manner of the performance, they dominated the game. And the way you see Celtic dominating some domestic matches, they dominated the ball, they dominated the game, they were in total control. And that was a real sign of progress. That won't happen in the Allianz Arena, but they're progressing forward, so it'll be a nice barometer uh, against Munich to see how far they've gone. Certainly. And on a more positive note then, perhaps, Mick Gannon. Michael Gannon was out in the Lions Arena on Saturday night, I think, to watch uh, Bayern take apart Freiburg 5-0. Uh, but it yeah. did mention in a couple of lines where, where Celtic, there were a few positives for Celtic spies, particularly looking at the, the back line at Bayern, who perhaps weren't quite at it for a full 90 minutes, maybe switched off once or twice. Do you think this is Celtic's best chance of getting something for the game? I'm not sure. I hear this quite a lot. Fraser, I mean, if you watch Celtic win a Scottish Premiership game and they win it 4 or 5 now, there'll be a couple of times in the game when they switch off or get laxed because they know they're going to win. Yeah. And I think Bayern were pretty much like that. There was, I remember the game before Paris Saint-Germain played Celtic at Parkhead. I think they were away at Mets um, the Friday beforehand. And again, it was a similar story. There was one or two opportunities that Mets had People were saying that Paris Saint-Germain mm, they could be susceptible at the back. The problem you've got with these teams is getting to the back line. <laughs> they might be susceptible at the back or maybe not as good as what they should be defensively. But they've got so much quality in the middle of the field and further forward. They're trying to get through it. To get to the back line is the difficult part. Um, and you saw that Paris Saint-Germain may have looked shaky in the league game before they played Celtic. They certainly didn't look shaky at Celtic Park five days later. So. Yeah. I suspect Bayern Munich maybe just took their foot off the pedal a little bit. They were, they were coasting in the game. Um, I mean, I spoke to Michael about it, and he, and he was, it's fair enough what he said. They did look a little bit frail on occasion, but I think that's just because they were coasting. Nah, I think I'm possibly clutching his straws there as well. <laughs> but on a personal note, Craig, you've uh, you've covered some massive games. Um, have you been to the Lions Arena before for a, a big one? Ah, uh, that was. Here in 2008, I believe, um, with Jimmy Butler's Aberdeen team. Oh, yeah, 5-1, I think, was that? Was it 5-1? They were in the last, fantastic, the last 16 of the, the Europa League, I think. Yeah, um, yep. And they a fantastic 2-2 uh, drop to Todd, a great game. And, um, we all came here for the second leg. 
hopeful. Um, <laughs> hope quickly evaporated. I think it was five <laughs> nil or five. It's, it's a fa- fabulous place. It really is. I mean, as, as I said earlier, Celtic worked to get into the Champions League to play on these stages, and it is right up there with one of the, you know, right up there with the greatest arenas in Europe. It's a fantastic place for. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I think we're breaking up a wee bit. You, you still there, Craig? Oh. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. You okay? You falling over? <laughs> ah, I see, I see. No, well, maybe a wee bit of hope there. Going back to that, but I mean, that Aberdeen team faced a really strong buyer, and I think we look at Tony and a few other big names in it, and they got a draw at Petodre, and were unlucky not to win it with a, a very debatable penalty. Um, given to the Germans that night so if Celtic could take something in the Parkhead game then I think they'd be pretty happy with that and they're returning in two weeks wouldn't they? I think so I mean I would never ever write off a Brendan Rodgers Celtic team they've, they've shown time and time again since the Rodgers take charge are capable of some great things um, but this is a savage test I mean Bayern Munich when they're on it are absolutely deadly so it's like I say, it's going to be a good sign, an excellent sign of how Celtic's progress is going, how they're getting on, how far they're coming. Um, I think in this situation, the Celtic camp would never admit it. The manager would certainly never admit it. But I think for the supporters, it's a case of going, enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the game. Don't go with massive expectations because it's um, it's one of Europe's superpowers that, that the team's playing against. Yeah. And, um, if Celtic can get anything out of it, Wonderful. It'd be fantastic if they could, but I don't think anybody should be too despondent if they don't. Okay, folks, there you have it. Craig, thanks very much for joining us again and best of luck finding your luggage tonight. Hope all goes well. Uh, That's all for. Oh, gee whiz, you better get yourself away then. Aye. (laughs) Brilliant, mate. Here, thanks again for joining us and all the best. Let's hope Celtic get a famous result tomorrow. That's all from us this week, folks. We'll be back next week, uh, next Tuesday by 4pm. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. I'm on Twitter at Doonhamer79 and Craig Swan is on the old usual Royal Mail post if you put a first-class stamp on it. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audio Boom to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. <laughs>